0: Good morning, my name is Martha Walcott, and I'm Karen Johnson. Welcome to Living Water Christian Center Church. We are so glad that you decided to join us this morning. We hope that you experience the presence of the Lord in the worship and the Word. So please, like, share, and subscribe. Thank you.
1: Let's pray, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for being our God and our Father, Thank you, because she hears when we pray. Indeed, we adore you. We worship you. You're worthy of all the honor and praise and glory and strength and majesty and service and sacrifice because of what you've done through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we celebrate you today. We are so grateful for all that you're doing and all that is going to be done in our lives. Bless this time of study Give us good understanding of your word. Speak to us, Lord. Let the Spirit of God speak to the church. Touch our ears. Teach us to listen. Touch our eyes that we might see Christ. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord we celebrate Jesus today. We thank you so much for being with us. I'm Pastor Faison, and um, we're here at the Living Water Church. We welcome you. And thank you for allowing us to come to your homes today. Amen. We are celebrating the Advent. We're celebrating Christmas. The the coming of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And we just want to recap a little bit. Uh, we talked a little bit about um, Elizabeth and Zacharias, and who's the priest, and she's a, and she also was a direct descendant of um, what's the name, Aunt Aaron. <laughs> I almost called Abraham. Well, she's the descendant of Abraham too, but I meant Aaron, okay? And so, and the Lord spoke to them about John the Baptist, about their son John the Baptist coming into the world, amen? And we also looked at how the angel approached Mary, Mary the mother of Jesus. So the angel of the Lord is real busy during this time period, right? And how she approached Mary the mother of Jesus last week, and how... Um, how he announced to her that she was going to give birth to Messiah. And he told her that her cousin Elizabeth has bore a son in in her old age and she's like six months pregnant at the time. So what Mary did, after she received the greeting from the angel, she went to visit with Elizabeth and she stayed with her for about three months. She stayed with her cousin, her older cousin, Elizabeth, for about three months. Now today we're going to look at the angel of the Lord approaching Joseph, all right? Joseph is a direct descendant of David, just like Mary is, um, 40 and two generations. And so, and Joseph, the angel, it's a little different with Joseph now, how the angel approaches him, okay? With um, with Zacharias, he was serving in the temple, and with Mary, I'm not sure what she was doing, but she was minding her own business, and the angel just popped in, right? With Joseph, the angel's going to talk to him a little different, because he has a lot on his mind right now. So I'm going to start reading from verse 18. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make a public example of her, um, was minded to put her away secretly. Let's pause there for a moment. So here's what's happening. Remember, now they're betrothed. Betrothed means that they're engaged. Actually, there's more than just an engagement, okay? Betrothed is a commitment, and it's, it's a commitment of marriage and it's commitment of marriage, and everything's committed up until, except for them coming together, except for them living together and consummating the marriage, they're, they're locked in. And when people are betrothed in, in the ancient days, to, to separate is more than just giving the ring back. It's more than just saying, this is not going to work. I'm sorry, you know, like when you watch those Hallmark movies and they're, they're, they're engaged to the wrong guy, the wrong woman, and they, they finally break, they say, oh, this is not going to work, and, you know, you should be happy, and you should have someone who loves you. And, oh, you can't do that back in the day. You have to have a, a divorce. You got to go to court. Okay? And, so, and so, what, so, think about it. Mary is pregnant, three months pregnant. And Joseph didn't do it. She goes to visit her cousin and comes home pregnant. And the man is, is the man is upset. I, you just have to use your imagination now. How how you might feel if um, well, I'm talking to the guys now. How you might feel if you're, the woman you're engaged to is now pregnant by somebody else. Okay, um, it's it's. Well, I'll let you pause there and think about it for a moment. That's what Joseph, that's what's happening in Joseph's life. All right? And so Joseph, he being a just man and a righteous man, he doesn't want to make a public example of her. He doesn't want her to put, he doesn't want to um, put her away publicly and cause all this shame to come upon her. All right? And remember, in, in Old Testament law, uh, what, what, is a, what appears to have happened is something that's worthy of death. Okay? Remember, when they, the woman, when the elders caught the woman in adultery, <laughs> they remember they didn't bring the man, they just brought the woman. They brought the woman in adultery and said, according to the law, she should be stoned. Right? And Jesus, of course, said, Okay, you, you who do not have any sin, you cast the first stone. And of course, all those elders had to go away. All right? But so the law was strict like that. You know, um, fornication, adultery, um, that stuff was, was punishable by death. But look here. This is where you say, thank God I didn't live back in that day. All right? Uh, so so Joseph, he's minded to put her away privately. He doesn't want to make a public example of her. He doesn't want to bring all this shame upon her. Okay? And so when we go to verse 20, let's look at verse 20. Verse 20 says, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son. And you will call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Praise God. So, so the man has a lot on his mind right now. He's probably a little stressed. Hurt, angry, wondering. You know, um, how am I going to do this? Who, who did that? And, you know, what am I going to do about it? And so, you know, when you have stuff on your mind, when you have anxiety, when you're a little stressed, and when there's stuff that bothers you, it doesn't just a fleeting thought and just go away. It's on his mind, it's probably on his mind all the time. And it's probably bothering him all the time. And so much slow that even when he goes to sleep, it's on his mind. He goes to sleep with stuff. You ever go to sleep with something on your mind? Right? You know, especially a problem. You go to sleep with a problem on your mind. That's not a good sleep. You know? And so, while he, well, even doing his sleep, right, is bothering him. He's thinking of it even while he's sleeping. You know? You want to have sleep. You want to have a restful sleep. You want to have peace and sleep, you know? And like the songwriter says, you know, oh, you want to have that kind of sleep? But however, when you have problems and when you have issues and when there's trouble, that that trouble goes to bed with you. You know it's true, right? And so trouble goes to bed with Joseph too. And here we go. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him in his sleep. See, sometimes you need to be sedated to get certain information. You know, you just can't have somebody pop in and show up. You can't have someone, an angel of the Lord, just show up in front of you, boom. You know, and there's an angel there, be not afraid. You know, you're terrified, you know. So what the angel of the Lord did, he while Joseph was asleep, he spoke to him, right? And says, go ahead, it's all right. You can marry her. What she's conceived with is from the Lord, It's from the Holy Spirit. Now, that's a lot of information there, right? And that's kind of crazy. And so, to keep Joseph from doing what Zechariah did, asking the wrong question, (laughs) the angel came to him while he's nodded out. Otherwise, he would say, wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me that God did this? You mean to tell me that she's going to give birth to Messiah. Are you sure? You sure are you got sure the right people? You know, instead of, him asking, instead of him being in a position to ask one of those questions and get himself in trouble, <laughs> the angel of the Lord came to him while he was nodding, while he was out, okay, while he was asleep. And guess what? He received the word from the angel of the Lord and he got him and did exactly what he was told to do. There's no indication that he had any questions or anything like that. This talks about the character of this man. Okay? Remember, he and Mary are direct descendants of David. Alright? And so, they they may have a clue that Messiah is going to come in their line or they're going to be one of their relatives at least. Because Messiah is a son of David. Just like Joseph is a son of David. Okay, just like the kings are sons of David. All right, and so what we have here, we have an opportunity for Joseph to be the one to be called to father Jesus. When I say to father him, I don't mean father him like being his wife pregnant father him. I mean to raise the boy as his father, as his earthly father. He's called To serve the Lord as a father to Messiah. Listen, when Jesus is born, Jesus is fully human. When he's born, he's a baby, and he needs everything that babies need. Human babies are helpless. Right? The Christ child is helpless too. You know, I mean... You know, we, the song says, Mary, did you know that your baby boy is going to do this, you're going to do that? But while he's a baby, he's not doing anything but what babies do. Babies cry, babies eat, babies poop, babies do what babies do. And they are cute and wonderful and we love them. Amen. Right? And so when Jesus is a baby, he's going to be just like that. He's going to need everything. He's going to need protection. He's going to need sustenance. He's going, to need, he's going to need a home. He's going to need everything that Joseph, the man Joseph, is going to provide for him and his mother. Right. Let, me, let me read some more of this. We're going to go down to um, verse 22. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, the prophet Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Amen. Joseph did what he was commanded to do. Now notice it says here, he married her, he took his wife, but he did not know her. Know her in the King James way of saying they did not consummate the marriage. But they are married because they're together, they're committed, and they're living together. But he did not, he did not, husband, he did not know his wife until after the child was born. Right, so, so they're married for a, a good six months, and then whatever time after that, before he consummated that marriage, before he and his wife came together to consummate the marriage. That, that takes a lot of restraint, that takes a lot of discipline. Okay, there are people, you know, when your wife has a child, you, you, you're supposed to wait at least six weeks, at least, right. There's are some men who can't do, who act like they can't do that, all right? Or if your wife is ill and something's wrong, you, you just can't do everything you want to do, you're going to have to wait. Joseph waited a good six months, uh, 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 well, he waited at least six months, plus whatever time the law requires After a woman has a child. Because according to the law. When when a woman gives birth to a child. She's considered ceremonially unclean. And you can't go into her. For a period of time. That's that's what I believe is God's way of giving her um, maternity leave. From some some activities. Okay. Alright. So this is the man that is called to raise Jesus. He's a just man the Bible says. He's a good man. He loves his wife. He's going to love the boy. He, uh, What we know about J- um, Joseph and other places, that he's a carpenter. And Jesus will be a carpenter as well. And the cool thing about carpenters in the day, carpenters today are cool too. I mean, guys and gals who do construction, you know, they should be honored for the work that they do. Because you cannot outsource that kind of work. Okay? Um, I'm going on a tangent right now. But, um... You know, people who can build things and repair things, we need them, right? We call them all the time, whether it's the house or the appliance or the vehicle. You know, people who have that skill set are highly valuable to us. And, and so was Joseph because he was a carpenter, he was a builder, he was a maker, and so was Jesus. Um, by the way, Jesus was a carpenter before he started preaching. Amen. Just like his his earthly father. So anyhow. So Joseph is a good man. He does what the Lord tells him to do through the angel. And when we read further and we look at the rest of the story, he does everything that angel of the Lord tells him to do. When the angel of the Lord tells him that your son, the, the child and the mother are in danger, get up and go to go to Egypt. He gets up and go. When the angel of the Lord says to him, It's safe now, you come back home, he comes back home. He does whatever he is told to do by the angel of the Lord. And I imagine Joseph Joseph going to bed at night and said, I hope I can sleep through the night. I hope I don't get a message from God. I just want to sleep. I don't want to be bothered. You know, I just, I just want to go to bed. and wake up in the morning. Oh man, I don't, if the angel, is he talking? Oh my goodness. You know, I, I just imagine this man having these kind of issues, right? And then he got this child that he has to raise. <laughs> and you know what, and when I think about Joseph, I think about all the, the stepfathers, the foster parents, um, the adopted parents, the men and women who choose, right, who choose to love a child that they did not birth or or give birth to, you know, they the blended families, you know, different blended families, you know, I, I you know I think they're wonderful. These folks who choose to love, right? Um, I told you before, my wife gave birth four times, and um and we, we choose to love them too, but they, but we got to. Right? You know, they're ours, and we're stuck with them, and, and, you know, up until a certain age, and we have to. But there are people who have chosen to love this child, love this one, and love that one. They did not have to. Okay? They did not have to. They do it out of love. And we thank God for those people. We thank God for them. It's a beautiful thing. Amen? So, anyhow, so we got this family. We have the family now. Um, that Well, they're not... Jesus not born yet in our reading. He will be, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about, um, we'll talk about them going to um, Bethlehem and pay the taxes and the end, no room at the end, and she had to go to a barn and all that stuff. We'll, we'll, get this, we'll get a chance to talk about all those things. But right now, I want you to know that there's a man in Mary's life and helps her to be qualified See, she's not just qualified because she was a virgin, because she was a daughter of David. She's in the line of David. She's not just qualified because she was a good girl, and she was young and healthy. She's also qualified because she had a good man, right? She had a good. There's a lot of daughters of David who had the same qualifications as Mary. However. All of them do not have a Joseph in their life. And because of Joseph, she's not just qualified, she's highly qualified. Because how many men are willing to make the sacrifice to do what Joseph was called to do? Right? And, you know, he was called to father, to raise, to protect, to teach, to love Messiah. Amen. Jesus is the son of God, for sure. But he also is a son of Joseph. In the sense that it's Joseph that raised him, that taught him. Where did he look? You know, we think of Christ, because he's the Christ, he just got all this stuff. But he had to be taught. He had to be trained. He had to grow up. He had to learn manners. He had to learn the traditions. He had to study the Bible. He had to do all the things that children had to do back in the day, right? And Joseph is the one that had the responsibility of bringing him up and raising him. It's Joseph that taught him how to respect his mother. When, when, when Mary and Jesus at the wedding and, she, and they ran out of wine and Mary looked at Jesus and said, they don't have any wine. And Jesus is like, well, you know, it's not my time. What do you want me to do? (laughs) And what she said, she just told the servants, whatever he tells you, just do what he says. Where did did Jesus learn that from? He learned that from Joseph. He learned how to take care of his mom and meet her needs from his earthly father. And we as earthly fathers need to teach our children the same thing. Amen? Right? And so he learned, that. He, learned, he learned that from Joseph. Joseph is the one that set that standard in their household. He's the one that caused Jesus to know that this is your mom and you're going to love her and you're going to take care of her and all those things. Now, by the end of Jesus' uh, ministry, Joseph is not on the scene. Um, he just, you know, he passed away, but he has other brothers and sisters as well, okay? So what are we saying? We're saying that this man is called to father the Messiah, to raise the Messiah. And we talk to the parents today, um, moms and dads and guardians, those who are raising children today, you're calling the highest work that you can do, no matter who you are, what your vocation is, in ministry or whatever, the highest calling you have is to raise that child. That's the highest calling. No matter what you do out in the world, or in ministry, or your vocation, or your other stuff that you do, there's nothing higher than raising that child. Bring that child up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, teaching that boy, teaching that girl to love God, to love their parents, to be obedient and to um and and train them and draw them and teach them in such a way that at some point in their young life, they could come to faith in Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. You know? Because that's what we want. We want to put our children in the hands of the Lord the Bible says that children are the inheritance of the Lord now there's two ways of looking at that you can look at it as you inherit them from the Lord or you can look at it the way that I like to look at it you, they're God's inheritance there you leave them to God Amen. Amen. When we look at things like the uh, Proverbs thirty-one, and we talk about the Proverbs thirty-one woman and how she does all this work, and how she, you know, she's industrious and she's smart and she knows how to buy property and she knows how to do all these things. And what we forget is that in the beginning of the Proverbs, it talks about a Proverbs thirty-one man, somebody who's not given to drunkenness or getting high or other compulsive behaviors. You know, someone who looks out for the poor. You know, someone who, who who's concerned. You know, someone who has, has has honor. Someone who has respect. Someone who's recognized in the gates. The gates in that Proverbs mean the headquarters or, or the business center. You know, there's a Proverbs 31 man that's supposed to be with the Proverbs 31 woman. And, you know, we're gonna do a study on that one day. We'll have to go through that together. All right. And so what we're saying, Joseph, is that kind of dude, that kind of man. And Mary and Jesus are the beneficiaries of this good man. And I I challenge and I encourage my brothers that we are good men, too. Right. And our wives and our children and our family members. And even if you're single and unattached, the people that you're concerned about, are blessed because of your good action actions and activities and behavior. And if you if if what I'm saying is not true about you, make it true. We can repent, change your ways. Get yourself together and be a man of God. I don't mean a preacher. I mean a man that follows the the teachings of Jesus Christ. A man who will trust God for his life and for the life of the people he's concerned about. That's the kind of man Joseph is. That's the kind of man we are. We're men of God, and we need to conduct ourselves in such a way. Amen. My mama used to tell me that, um, no, you don't have to dress like a preacher, you know, wear a collar and stuff like that. But when they find out that you are, people should not be surprised. We need to be that kind of person that when they find out that you're a believer, <laughs> they're not surprised. We don't want to be that one on the, when they find out that you go to church on your job and they look at each other and say, really? Right. This one? <laughs> I would have never known the way he talks, the way he acts, the way he treats people. You don't want to be that fellow. You don't want to be that co-worker. You don't want to be that cousin. You don't want to be that person anywhere where people are shocked that you go to church and that you name the name of Jesus. When they find out that you're a believer, we want them to say, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I understand, yeah, that makes sense to me. That's why, that's why he is not stressing over this. That's why she's not breaking down when the trouble comes. You know, because they're believers, you know? And so, when they find out the word believer, they should be looking at us and saying, oh, that's how I should be acting if I was a believer. That's how I, That's what life would be like. And when I have trouble, when I have trouble, when you and I have trouble, because life is but a few days and full of trouble, right? Everybody has trouble, right? And so, when trouble comes and you're a believer, you handle it differently from folks who are not believers. And you pray and you trust and even if you're nervous and have anxiety you know that I have this anxiety I'm bothered by this information and and I'm troubled I take my trouble to the Lord and I ask God for help I have some place to run for help I'm not doing this on my own I go to the throne of grace I receive forgiveness of sins and grace to help me during my time of trouble, my time of stress, my time of anxiety. So, men of God, women of God, parents, guardians, even you who are single and unattached, we need to be like this Joseph fellow. We need to be followers of Jesus Christ. We need to obey the word. We're not. He wasn't perfect. And neither are we, and we need to go after, we need to go hard after God to be what all that He called us to be. What are you called to be? Are you called to be a parent? It's a calling, it's a high calling. All right? It really is, it's a high calling. And i say it again, it's the most important job you will ever do. care okay, where you are in industry, in ministry, in your vocation, and whatever else you do, the highest calling you will have will be to influence that young life until he and she is raised to be an adult. And guess what? And while they're adults, the parenting continues. You still have to teach. You still have to advise. They don't have to listen. <laughs> but you still have to give them the word. You still have to tell them. Amen? And then we thank God, we're going to pull over here, this is enough is not for one day, and we're going to pull over here and we're going to continue our study in the advent and the, and the people who are involved who in the birth of Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we, we're grateful for this time together and this time of study. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we know that Christ has come for to save his people from their sins. And we thank you for this salvation, Lord. And we are his people, not just the children of Israel, but we are his people. And he has saved us from our sins, and we are so grateful. And Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus, not just for salvation for the listeners for the for the other benefits of the salvation the healing that you allow us to have the peace that you give us the joy that that we can experience and the right standing with god we thank you for these things even now help us lord to be examples of believers that when we go out into the world or in our homes or wherever we are people will know that we've been with christ Help us to do these things, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, if you're listening today, you're watching or listening today, salvation has come. Jesus Christ, the one that we're talking about, the baby born, laid in the manger, grew up, fully God, fully human. He has done everything to pay for your salvation. See, we'd like to say salvation is free, but it's actually prepaid. It's not free because Jesus paid a terrible price so that you and I could be saved. He who knew no sin became sin that you and I can become the righteousness of God in him. Are you hearing me? Folk like us <laughs> could be righteous, could be called the righteousness of God. It is a gift. The Lord has gifted us with that. To everyone that believes, salvation has come. And if you would trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you would believe salvation would come. All you got to say is, come into my life. Lord, forgive me of my sins and save me today. The words are just that simple. But the actions is tremendous. And what the Lord would do if you trust Him, if you believe in Him, He would come into your life. And he will make you a new creation in Christ Jesus. You can have that today just for the asking. Okay? Amen. So we thank God for the opportunity to talk to you. We pray for you. We want you to be saved. And we thank you for this time. And Pastor Linda is going to come at this time. Let's receive her. Amen. Amen.
2: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's right. Come on, let's praise God. Amen, amen. He's worthy, he's worthy to be praised, saints. He is worthy to be praised. Amen. His blood was shed for us. Oh, we thank God. We sang that song, Emmanuel, right? We worship him, not just during this time and this season, But we are um, temples. We're temples of the living God. That means we are in a constant state of worship. Isn't that a privilege? Wow. It's a privilege that I can worship the true and living God. He hears me when I pray. He's concerned about my thoughts. (laughs) And I could offer up sacrifices of praise to him and no they reach him no they reach him because of what Jesus did the Bible says that when he um, died that the veil was rent in two so there was no more separation and no more ritual needed for me to approach the throne of God because of what Jesus did. It meant he had to take on humanity. He had to come as a pastor just illustrated that so beautifully, coming as a baby. Yet, you know, he said he was fully human. And um, we think about... um, When you've had to raise a child or, um, you know, from the the cradle to, um, you know, just adulthood. But thinking about what it involved, what it involved. Because when we think about Jesus, we think about the Savior, right, the miracle worker, we think about Jesus on the cross. You know, we might go back a little bit. We might go back to the temple when he was 12 years old, right? But um, uh, very uh, few of us are like um, Will Farrell and Give me baby Jesus. I like baby Jesus, you know. But I thought about that when Pitt Pastor was talking that there was a baby Jesus. And he pooped, he cried. He had to be fed, he had to be uh, cared for, (laughs) but yet he was coming as the savior of the world. He had a divine purpose, and I'm so glad he came. This um, season that we are in, this holiday season, there are so many uh, mixed emotions, and uh, people have varied schools of thought and all, but... He came. He didn't come on December twenty fifth. We know that, right? And we uh, pastors taught us. We know um, how you know the the influence of Constantine and so many things have um, influenced our worship, but the opportunity has not been affected. The opportunity is still there. You know, I I look at people that struggle about things they should not struggle about, and I think about Paul, I believe, on Mars Hill. He found an opportunity. (laughs) He found an opportunity to share the gospel, and he saw there in that they were very um, careful to remember every religion, every pagan god, everything, right? And he saw an inscription, the unknown god. He said, the unknown god. Now, I'm not going to talk about Zeus, and this one, and that one, and that one, but that one, that god. He used the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what we should be doing during this time, using this as an opportunity. We move away from the gifts and the giving of this and um, the trees and decorating and whether you have money or you don't have money. If we're going to be who we are, the salt in this earth, this is an opportunity to let people know that Jesus came. He shed his blood. The Bible says for this cause was uh, the son of man Manifested. Into the world to take to destroy the works of the enemy, right? And to destroy sin, to take away the sins of the world, he came, and that's what we have to share. I encourage you, actually, I'm challenging you today to use this season, this time of year, as an opportunity to plant a seed, drop a word. You know, Jesus loves you. We say Jesus is the reason for the season. You know, you want to be cliché-ish, go ahead with it, but use it for some good. Because the world is hurting. The world is angry. People are angry with God. People are questioning what's going on right now. But we know that God is on the throne. And we know that he loves us. We know that there is an end to this. The Bible says weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And we are going to get through this. But we can't shut down. I just want to encourage you today. That word went forth. Don't shut down. Do what you're called to do. Job, but Jesus, came, his coming disrupted Joseph's plans. It, it disrupted his plans on many levels right? He was getting ready to have a bride. He had to wait, pastor said, on his season of celebration. And then he had to parent someone he was totally unfamiliar with. Did not, wasn't his seed, but he embraced him and fathered him. But he allowed for the disruption, the unexpected. It it tormented him. It messed with him. Right? And the Lord spoke to him, but he allowed for it. And I'm saying to you, your life, we've been disrupted. Allow for it. But still, go forward in your purpose. Continue to go forward in your purpose, especially during this time when depression overwhelms us. Don't let it happen to you. You don't have to find a reason to be joyous. Jesus is your reason. He came for you and life. He brought unto you. I don't care who forsakes you. I don't care who disappoints you or turns their back on you. Who betrays you. He said, I'm with you always. Like he was with D- David, even to the ends of the earth. I just want to encourage you. That's all. you listening, looking at me, sitting there. Fight. Fight. Fight in the portals of your mind. You fight to live a day that is purposeful. Don't drown in what you don't have. Don't drown in where you aren't. Don't drown. You do a doggy paddle till you get to the top of that water and move forward in God, whatever it is. And if you're perplexed in between, you know, people when they're in jobs, you know, they lost their jobs. I'm in between jobs right now. You might be in between what I am and what I'm not, but it's stay there because you are. You are. He came for us, and I'm so glad. Praise God. God bless you, people of God. Emmanuel came. He came, and he's here. He's still here. He's still here. COVID doesn't wipe him out. Sickness, death, disease. Amen. He's still here. Praise God. We thank you, Pastor. We thank you for that word. Um, And just can't wait for that uh, Proverbs 31 man. And woman, yes, that's right. I can't wait for that lesson. Amen, amen. We look forward to that. People be blessed today. Remember those, again, that are sick and shut in. Um, church, remember your churches, your sisters and your brothers. We are not in competition with each other, but we are holding each other up, right? Amen. So remember, um, uh, they. I know, uh, remember uh, living word. And Bishop Barnes, their congregation, they're laying their great leader um, to rest. Amen. This weekend, we know that um, was the wake and the funeral. Remember CFC uh, with uh, the great loss of Pastor, Executive Pastor Patricia Clark. Uh, Remember those that are still. Um, convalescing, rehabilitating in the hospitals, and our elderly. Please remember and hold them up in prayer. Healthcare workers, you ride by facility, throw some prayer through that place as you ride by because your prayers make the difference. Amen. Father, we thank you for the word of God that has gone forth. We thank you for this church. We thank you for the pastor here. We praise you for the faithfulness of the music ministry and the media ministry and the praise team that have been coming out faithfully, God. We pray that you reward them, bless them a hundredfold, God. We pray that we, along with others, will not be weary during this season. Be weary in what we're doing because we are connecting God distantly Lord don't let us be weary during this time during this season I pray as we battle uh, with financial concerns we battle with medical and physical and mental concerns God I pray that we know that you are fighting for us in the name of Jesus speak to our minds daily daily Speak to your people in the name of Jesus, God. Help us during this time of political unrest and social unrest, God, that we stand firm in who you are, who you are, and what you came to do, and that you intend to use us to get out the message of salvation. True change is through Jesus Christ. help us to be uh, confident of that thing no matter what's collapsing around us, Jesus, I pray for encouragement, for your people on this morning god in the name of jesus remember the oh god we pray that you would touch the elderly touch those that are in their hospital beds those that are waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for the fulfillment of a promise god please please lord jesus send them a word Send them a sign, God, that you have not forgotten them in the name of Jesus. God, we pray for that person that got that negative report this week, God, but you are still the healer. You are still able. Lord, we pray that they be encouraged in the name of Jesus. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for that which um, has been already, God, and that which will be. We praise you for it, God. Praise you for being our Lord and our Savior. And we ask that we go from here blessed and encouraged in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Jesus. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed. To spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter and please. To support our ministry with your tithes and offerings, you can use PayPal at Living Water CCC, Cash Hat at Living H2O Church, or Zell at 973 902 9933. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.